The views expressed in our podcast do not represent the views of all sorority organizations. You might even hear different viewpoints among MJ sorority team members featured. Real Talk intends to foster open dialogue about issues we see across the country that affect real women. And beyond these thoughts and recommendations, we would ultimately refer you back to local, state, and federal authorities, as well as your own sorority's rules and policies. While we intend to keep content light and informative, there may be insurance claims discussed that involve bodily injury and personal damage of a sensitive nature. Be aware that topics may be a bit graphic and even emotionally charged. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Real Talk with MJ Sorority, the voice of sorority risk management, where we talk about the big risks, small questions, and real challenges sorority women face today. MJ Sorority is the premier insurance agency for women's sororities. We are passionate about educating and empowering our clients. We believe that striving to be unique never stops, and that by promoting safe decisions and smart risks, we can continue to create spaces for women to grow, serve, and lead. I'm Sarah. And I'm Allison. Be sure to stick around for the end of the episode where we get into what we can't stop talking about, besides sorority risk management, of course. For now, let's dive into our conversation and let's get real. Hello, my name is Sarah Sterley, and we are back on Real Talk with MJ Sorority. This episode, we are joined by Jessica Gunter and Heather Cox for the first time, and I'm going to invite Heather first to introduce herself and tell us what she does in the department and share a little bit about herself as well. Hi, I'm Heather. I am the Claims Services Manager in the department, and I've been with MJ for about 12 years. So if you have a claim, I'm the one that you start off um, by talking to, and I help you with your claim. Outside of MJ, I'm married and I have two kids, a 13-year-old son named Parker and an 8-year-old daughter named Maura. So I'm kind of busy going to their sporting events and things like that. And what about you, Jessica? Hi, um, my name is Jessica Gunter and I am a client executive in training. I've been with MJ for four years now um, and I am on this podcast as I am a backup for Heather. So if she is out of office, I would be your next contact should you need to file um, a claim at any time or have any questions. And um, outside of MJ, I am married and have a one and a half year old named Bodie. And we also have two Bernice Mountain Dogs, Chaka and Hobbs. And same like Heather, we're running around, keeping up with um, everyone and yeah. Great. Thanks, ladies. It is nice to finally have you on the on the pod. So today we are um, going to talk about claims and the process. So this is going to be an ongoing series where we're going to kind of invite Heather back to share um, specific claims, examples, and trends, and things like that. But today we wanted to kind of really um, get back to basics for those of you that might not know much about the claims process, um, or maybe if you just need a refresher. So just to start things off, um, Heather, could you define an insurance claim for us? Okay, an insurance claim is any time you have sustained a loss. It could be a loss to your property, maybe a pipe breaks and bursts and you've got a lot of water damage. It could be stemming from an event where there's an injury. 
something like that, an auto accident. Any, basically, anytime something has happened um, that's kind of out of the ordinary, that shouldn't have happened, that you're concerned about, it could possibly be an insurance claim where it could cost you a financial loss, basically. Great. And is there any, so, um, I, for example, like in my, on my homeowner's policy, there can sometimes be penalties if I even call or if I, or you like my auto policy, if I have a claim, um, and sometimes it's better just, you know, if it's a small claim to handle it yourself, but is that the same case for our sorority clients? No, not at all. We recommend that you call us anytime you have, you think you have a claim, um, give us a call. There are no penalties. You're not on your own like you are with a homeowner's policy. You're part of a national program, so you're not going to be penalized for contacting us. If it turns out it's not a claim, we can just not submit anything. I can make a note of it in our system that you've called us, or if we do think it's a claim, we can submit it, and if it turns out to be under deductible, the claim would just be withdrawn, but you shouldn't be penalized for anything like that. Great. And what about, so once you, can you walk us through, um, let's say somebody calls you and they file an insurance claim, and then what happens then? Okay, once you call me, I'm going to get the information from you, and I'll submit it to the insurance carrier. And then when it's submitted to the insurance carrier, within a day or so, you should receive a call from an adjuster from the company. And this adjuster will work with you to investigate the claim and resolve the claim. And then I work with that adjuster to make sure coverage is applied correctly, to make sure your file's not at the bottom of somebody's pile, and to make sure the claim moves along. We act as your advocate, and we shepherd your claim along through the process. Great. So what... I think some people, or we often get the question that, you know, like, or just MJ is the insurance company, but that's not actually the case, is it? No, we are not the company. The company is the one that's going to investigate your claim. They're going to determine coverage, that sort of thing. They're the ones that make the payment, not not MJ. We just work with them and on the claim to make sure everything is handled correctly. Great. And so just to clarify a little bit, the MJ is the agent, and we are out there looking and um, reviewing the market to make sure that we have our clients with the most favorable insurance carrier that can provide the um, biggest breadth of coverage and then at the lowest premiums. Is that a fair statement? Yes, that is a fair statement. <laughs> And so I think a lot of times, and that's fine if clients think of just, they, you know, they really don't need to deal with the insurance company until they have a claim and then an adjuster. Um, so they can, and they can always just contact us instead of worrying about the carrier or the company, but we still just kind of wanted to define. Yeah, absolutely, and working with the company any questions, any concerns you have, give us a call. We've worked with these um, adjusters for quite some time and we've been able to develop relationships with them. So it might be easier um, if you have any questions on something like that to call us. And it's if there's a question, we can always arrange a conference call or something like that with the adjuster. Great. And I think too, Heather is modest, so she won't say this, but she does such a great job of just um, hand-holding our clients throughout the process 
and explaining everything and there is no dumb question. I mean, a lot of us, like for me, for example, I've owned a home for, gosh, like almost 20 years and I've only had to file one insurance claim in that time. So especially if we're, um, you know, looking at a chapter property and different ages of volunteers, it's totally normal that you might not be experienced with filing a claim. Oh, absolutely. Most people that call me haven't filed a claim, and that's a really good thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not something everyone wants to deal with, but we try to make the process as painless as possible for you. And I think that's something to note is um, we're not just, Heather. Heather's role isn't just to just file claims, get the information. I mean, she is very understanding of the policies and um, is a good advocate for what coverages you have. Um, so it's always great, even if you just have questions, if it doesn't even have anything to do with the claim, um, we're here to help with that as well. Yeah, great, good point. She, Heather, and the client executives are always working really closely together to make sure that they understand the intricacies of the coverage. Um, or you know, if we have some kind of like weird claim that maybe we hadn't thought of before, Heather's trying to figure out ways in the policy um, to make sure that it's covered for or on behalf of our clients, I should say. And and that's a lot of what the team does is these deep dives into the coverages that not a lot of people want to do or can fully understand um, what what that's about. So. Um, it's great within the team to be able to bounce a lot of those questions off of each other and get a really good understanding of what we can provide to the client. Yeah, great point. And sometimes like if we do have one of those weird claims, like I said, that maybe we hadn't even thought of before, in all likelihood, maybe another um, sorority is going to have a claim like that. And so that's where it our... Um, the, the number of clients that we have helps our other clients because just in all likelihood, if something's happening to one client, it's more likely to happen to another just because your business is so similar. Okay, so um, I'm going to now ask Heather some questions on how you would specifically submit a claim if you're a sorority client. So what would you do um, if something happened to your property? Okay. If something happens to your property, um, you might need to take immediate action. Say you've got a pipe that's you know, spewing out water. Fix that first and then call me. Um, but please feel free to, you know, if it happens on the weekend, you're going to need to call somebody to dry it out. That sort of thing. Just call us as soon as possible and we will get a claim submitted for you. It's a lot easier to submit things before you start hiring contractors so the adjusters can work with the contractors because once you've signed that contract, sometimes it's hard if they're not on the same page sort of thing. So the sooner the better on that sort of thing. But you can call me, you can email me. Um, There's even a spot on our website to submit claims. So just contact us some way. And we'll put all of Heather's contact information and the claim submission or the link to the claim submission form in the show notes. So don't feel like you have to take notes or anything. What about, do they, from a property standpoint, do they need to get like, you know, three estimates or is there a number? No, there, there's not necessarily a number. Basically, um, find out who you want to use and the adjuster um, will write an estimate and then you can share the adjuster's estimate with your contractor. And if he has any questions, um, concerns, they can work together and it's very rare that they're not able to come to an agreement. Another thing to do um, 
is if you do have a claim that you need to basically stop the bleeding on and do some mitigation right away, just take some pictures, keep your receipts, that sort of thing, so we can hand those over to the adjuster in case you have torn some things out. If you have a pipe that bursts, don't throw it away. Hold on to that until an adjuster is in touch with you because they might need to take a look at that just to determine the cause of loss and what happened. Great. Um, so how would we then submit a claim if we discover that there was an injury to a member or a guest? Same thing. Call me, email me, um, go to the website, that sort of thing. On injuries to members, I would recommend, or a guest, just making note of what happened um, so it's fresh in your mind. If there are witnesses, you know, get their name, their number, that sort of thing. Obviously, if somebody needs medical attention, they need it right away. Don't don't wait to call us on that sort of thing. Just go ahead, um, do what you need to do, and then just let us know about it. These are the types of claims um, that sometimes we don't know about right away. If somebody's injured at your event, sometimes people don't think to call us, and then a year or two down the road, we get a lawsuit. And if your memory is like mine, you're not going to remember what happened two years ago or the details of what happened. So. On these, call us right away, even if you don't think it's anything or you don't think anything's going to come of it. This member would never make a claim or her boyfriend would never make a claim. Let us know. You and I can determine that. And then if it's something we need to submit to the insurance company, we can. And we have the ability to do a record-only claim where they would obtain the details from you. They would, you know, mark down some facts, that sort of thing, should something happen down the road. Um, but then again, those, those aren't held against you either, but it's just better to be safe than sorry on those type of incidents. So would that um, claim submission to MJ be different if there was an injury to an employee? It would be. Um, same thing, you can always call me, but we have a first report of injury form that we request that you complete. It has some information on the employee, such as address, date of birth, that sort of thing that we're going to need to submit to the insurance carrier when we submit the claim. So it's easier if you would submit that form. It's on our website, but if you um, call me, I can email you a copy and we just ask that you submit that send it to us and we'll submit it to the insurance company and then an adjuster will um, start working on your claim for you. So in that, just to clarify for those that might not be familiar, so that injury to member or guest most likely would fall under a general liability policy under the insurance program. Absolutely, that's a general liability and an injury to an employee is under your workers' compensation policy. So there are two different things on an injury to a member or a guest, that sort of thing. There's a liability investigation that's going to take place. With a workers' compensation claim, that's more of a medical coverage to that employee that's injured while working. And that's a statutory coverage, which means that it, each state determines, one, it's required for any time you're in an employee-employer relationship, right? Absolutely. And then each state determines what the limits are and things like that. So we just kind of um, shepherd, you know, those claims, but it's a pretty kind of straightforward procedure that's determined um, by by the state workers' compensation. Yes, I would definitely say it's more of a straightforward claim than um, an injury claim to a guest or a member at an event sort of thing. And then the other thing, just because we do occasionally get calls about this, is that it's 
I mean, it's really important that we are notified of any injuries, but there's kind of a time, isn't there like a timeliness? Yes, different states have different um, time limits. And if a claim isn't submitted on a worker's compensation claim and the state work comp board would get wind of it, there could be penalties or fines that could be assessed to the employer. And that's one thing we don't want to happen. Yeah, so we just want to make sure that those... Um, that Heather's notified as soon as possible on in, any injuries, but it's a little bit more important even when there's employees that are injured. And we will, again, link to that first report of injury in the show notes so you can easily have that for your records. That might be a good thing to bookmark um, if you are an employee, an employer. Um, okay, so what about if there's an auto accident? Same thing, give us a call. We do have coverage for non-owned and hired autos. So if you're driving on behalf of the sorority and you're involved in an accident, coverage could apply. If it's your personal auto, you'll need to rely on that for damage to the auto. But if you're in a rental vehicle and you're driving on behalf of the organization, that's something that we need to know about. We would need um, the rental car information and police report, that sort of thing, what happened, the details, the just as if you were involved in an accident yourself, information on the other driver, and we'll submit those. Even if you don't think, say, hey, I'm in my own auto, and I don't think that I need to use my sorority's insurance, it's probably best to let us know if there are any injuries involved. If you're at fault and another driver was injured and it exceeds your limits, then our policy could come into play. So let us know. We can talk through that and see if we do need to notify the insurance company. And for more information on how the non-owned and hired, hired just means rental car um, coverage works, listen to, I believe it's episode number five. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's on designated drivers and sober cis programs. But we kind of delve into how that auto coverage works. So that might be worth a listen if you're curious. So, Heather, what other um, types of claims or calls do you receive for claim submission? We sometimes receive calls for, say, an embezzlement claim where a volunteer or an employee has stolen funds or you suspect they've stolen funds. These are type of claims that we do need to submit because there is a time limit in order for coverage to apply. And we would place the carrier on notice, and then it's kind of your job to determine whether or not you've had a loss to go through your bank records or whatever it might be. But once again, call us, because we don't want to miss out on any coverage that there could be. We see um, directors and officers types of claims. Some of these are related to membership issues. If someone's not in agreement with maybe their membership has been suspended or terminated, just call me and we can talk through whether or not to um, submit it to the insurance company. Anytime you have a letter from an attorney, that sort of thing, absolutely give me a call. Another type of claim might be an employment liability claim. This is where you have an employee who's upset or a former employee who might be making some sort of wrongful allegation against you. Call me and we'll talk about it and determine whether or not we should submit it. As always, if you have any paperwork that they've submitted to you, you've received a you know letter, demand, anything like that, just send that to me and we'll talk through it. Great. Thanks, Heather. So this part of the show we call yay or nay, where we usually kind of go through different scenarios based on the topic we're discussing. 
So we just wanted to kind of throw out some questions or scenarios and then have Heather tell us yay or nay. And this one was addressed briefly by Heather before, so we'll see if you remember whether it's a yay or nay. A pipe burst in the house and the house is flooding. Do you wait to call us? Definitely a nay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, fix the, you know, mitigate your water and then give us a call. Um, We do not want you to hold up um, anything like that by calling us first, kind of like the doctor's office, call 911. (laughs) Don't call me first, uh, but we'll get you taken care of. So what if something happens and you're not quite sure if it's a claim or if it's nothing that's insurance related, should we call you, Heather? I would say yay on this one. Um, Sometimes you might not think it's insurance related, but it could be. And it's better to be safe than sorry, and it's not going to hurt to call. We can just have a conversation on it and then determine what we want to do moving forward. And the last one, if a guest falls at your event or after your event, even if she doesn't act like she's that injured, should you call MJ? I would say yes. Um, and this is something that we might not do anything in the world with. We might just you know, make a note in our system and not notify the insurance company. But I'd feel better to talk it over with you, um, that sort of thing. And you know, we could say, hey, if you notice anything, she follow up with her, see if she's okay. And at that point, maybe you want to call us back. But I would say give us a call. I'd say a yay on this one. Great. Thanks, ladies. Yeah. Good work yes. on your first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we turn to um, maybe the a little bit more lighthearted portion of the show when we talk about what we can't stop talking about. So, Jessica, let's start with you. Well, I figured this would be pretty fitting given it's the beginning of the year, but what I can't stop talking about is my new treadmill. And the reason why I can't stop talking about it is there's this app that pairs to the treadmill. So you basically go on the app, you pick what type of workout you want, you pick... um, the location of where you're following this person running. So I've done hikes in Switzerland, I've done runs in Croatia, I've done runs on Miami Beach, but basically it pairs to your treadmill. So when that person who's running on the video is going up an incline, your treadmill automatically goes up on an incline. When they are doing an all-out sprint, your treadmill changes the speed and you're doing the all-out sprint when they go back to a walk and so forth. So it's just, it makes the 30-minute workout just a little more enjoyable and you get to see pretty views on, Yeah. even though I'm in my garage (laughs) and it's freezing outside, it looks like I'm in a pretty pretty place so it's been fun it's like a peloton for a treadmill yeah exactly what's that even like running yeah (laughs) what's the app is it just the so the treadmill is the nordic track and um it comes with the treadmill and it's called ifit app Um, so you get your first month free and of course my husband and i got sucked in so now (laughs) we pay a monthly membership for it but it's totally worth it they do workouts outside of just doing walking and running they do stuff off the treadmill um, like hit training and things like that so it's been a good start to the year for yeah. for me and my fitness goals <laughs> fun yep. 
Heather, how about you? Well, my new favorite thing isn't about fitness. It's about my <laughs> So this is good because your Instant Pot can help you, like, eat a little bit healthier. Yes, yeah. So Jessica covered the moving more, and yeah. Heather's covering the eating a little bit healthier, yes. perhaps. We have a pretty busy week, so the Instant Pot, we have not eaten out as much. I guess that's a good thing <laughs> and because we can cook faster with the Instant Pot. So I've had a ton of fun going through recipes and making new things in it. It's a game changer. Oh, yeah. I love my Instant Pot. Being able to make soups in four minutes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's magical. What's been your favorite thing you've you've made? Chicken chili. And Mm. I thought this sounded a little weird, but you put cream cheese in it. It is to die for. We will include the link to Heather's (laughs) recipe in the show notes. Also, I... um, I think for my birthday, I don't know, I felt a little bit gluttonous, but I asked for another insert for my Instant Pot, so I don't always have to clean it in between. So, like, I make my own, I love to make my own stock in my Instant Pot, but then it's like, you know, then I want to use the stock in the soup, and I don't want to, like, I don't know, this, again, like, first world problems Oh, so it's just another metal. Just another liner. So, or, like, sometimes, you know, if you, like, cook something in it that's like sticky and maybe it needs to soak but you you know maybe want to use it or something I don't know it's been magical yeah that makes sense so once you get a few months under your belt you might want to <laughs> yeah the, the hubs for another definitely worth the oh money. yes yeah, every you penny. can do so much on it um we when I first got married my grandma got me a real pressure cooker and it was magical but it like would occasionally explode, explode. because I'm not very, I tend to be like, you know, start something and then not, or forget about it or whatever. And so our now 10 year old was like petrified whenever the pressure cooker would be on the stove because like one time when he was around, I mean, it doesn't explode. It, the newer ones had like some kind of safety valve, but it would just like explode steam everywhere and be super loud mm-hmm. so that you would come deal with it. So the Instant Pot is much better with the timer. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of people are still worried that it's going to explode, but I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. it's pretty foolproof. I think so. Yeah. I've put it through a lot of work, yeah. and it hasn't done anything. And so. it doesn't have that whistle. Do you remember the whistle? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. What, yeah. that's oh, what would scare. I remember that as a kid. Our son, yeah. too, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, this is, we are recording this in the second week of the new year, and I teach um, yen yoga, which is a very seasonal practice, and so, and kind of try to live in tune with the seasons too, but um, I love all of the new energy of the new year and lists and all those things, but in terms of actually kind of setting ourselves up for success, the winter is actually a time for us to rest and just kind of chill out, kind of like the animals hibernate right now. So um, so I shouldn't be running. <laughs> no, I think it's great. But also I think part of the problem is, is that if we do have like a setback, um, we beat ourselves up about it. And right. so I have just been telling myself and friends, like especially like, you know, we're kind of halfway. A lot of times people stick with something at the new year and then kind of fall off. I don't, there's some ridiculous statistic about how few people stick to New Year's resolutions, but it's probably because it's dark outside, like a lot of the day right now, and it's cold and dreary, and at least in Indiana. And so if you don't feel like starting something new, the spring is actually a really good time to kind of um, 
nature will help you, like the energy of nature. The days are longer and just kind of that spring energy. But if you start it now and are just kind to yourself, by the time spring comes around, then you'll really be ready to go. So either way, I think it's good. I've just been thinking um, a lot about that um, in terms of what is actually going on in nature and how that affects us too. All right, ladies, we'll see you next time, hopefully sooner than later. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for Real Talk. We want to hear from you. If you have feedback, comments, or questions, send us an email at realtalk at mjsorority.com. Visit our website, mjsorority.com, to learn more about who we are, what we do, and explore our huge resource library. Check out the show notes from today's episode to dig a little deeper into the topics we discussed. This has been Real Talk with MJ Sorority. Be smart. Be safe. And we'll catch you next time.